0: Kia ora and welcome back to the front row as we reflect on that blitterslow response from the world number two ranked All Blacks. Look forward to next week's World Cup squad naming and talk second tier teams. Very lucky to have in the studio with us today former All Black Frank Bunce along with Andrew Saville. Equally lucky of course to have you, you don't Thank really You do need me with Frank <laughs> <direction. laughs> Thank you for um... being back here. Let's touch quickly just at the top of this show on these world rankings. Does anyone care?
1: I doubt it no i don't think so i think world rugby does it keeps them busy
0: yeah
1: um and i see if uh, some connotations this weekend that if ireland beats someone or rather if ireland the beats irish England, could go
0: number it, one the interesting thing about three. it is the,
1: the top five or six are as close as i've ever been to each other yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that i suppose reflects the openness as we've discussed in the past about the world cup
2: yep yep and i don't think um i don't think anyone really believes just because you're ranked yeah, your official rankings are number one, especially in a World Cup year. Yeah. And this, this close to it, that that all of a sudden makes you the best team in the world. Let's
1: face it, it's not like tennis, year. where if you're number one ranking, you, you get to face the Gumbies in the early rounds. <laughs> or if you're number one in the world, you're still going to play the tough teams. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure if we can use Gumbies. Anyway, moving on um, mm. to talk about the low performance, of course, mm. against Australia. What a showing. Was that a fairly complete performance for you, Frank, last weekend?
2: It was, actually. There was... Um, Especially given, you know, the, the past two or three weeks that we'd had to put up with. So, um, you know, I was, I was really happy to see um, the attitude had changed and, and mm. things that they'd actually talked about, you know, in the lead-up to the test. So it was really pleasing to see attitude had changed. Um, mistake, you know, that error rate was down. Um, it was just, you know, it was just two or three levels, I thought, mm. um, did, above what we'd been seeing. Did maybe you expect even... that?
1: I mean, you've been in losing teams before, yeah. and generally the All Blacks, pretty much always bounce back because i 've had it you shoved up in during the week, exactly.
2: so yeah you know you, you lose we can take a loss, but it 's the quality of your you know your performance in that loss, and uh, a lot of it does come down to to attitude because nobody you know you don 't lose any ability you don 't lose any phys- any fitness any you know there 's nothing like that that um, that that you lose but it's it 's all about your attitude you know and then that gets a tweak during the week leading mm. up to um, your game, and uh, and you, you know, most of the time you come out and you see a, a transformation. Mm-hmm. And given that it was at Eden Park, um, you know, it was it was kind of always going to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean the All Blacks I- wouldn't have wanted wanted a loss, but. Yeah. Steve Hansen and Graham Henry always mm. said, you always learn more out of a loss.
0: Yeah, uh, And it's a
1: massive wake-up call realisation for some of these guys who haven't lost a lot in the All Black jersey. Mm. This is what happens when you lose. Mm. This is the reaction from the public and the coaches. Yep. And this is what, you, this have is what you have to do to deal with.
0: And also, I think we're talking transformation and a kick up the backside. And we talked a lot last week about all of those changes that Steve Hansen made. In hindsight, masterstroke. Yeah. 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 Um, let's... That's why
1: he's head coach. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, and that's why we're mere punters. Anyway, let's go now to Steve Hansen talking about the team's response from their loss the week before.
2: Uh, I, was, I was just really, really proud of the boys, how they responded to last week. There's been a lot of things said in the media and a lot of things um, you know, spoken about uh, within the team and that creates the pressure to have to step up to the plate and you know, the guy that probably led from the front was one of the guys that copped a, a lot of criticism. The fellow on my left here. And...
0: Now he was referring there to Kieran Reed, mm. who was sitting at the top table, um, and I thought that was quite a nice segue actually to talk about the performance of the Fords and particularly that scrum when they went down to seven men and still managed to push the Aussies back a Twice. couple of times.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was staggering. Yeah. Uh, and and Reed actually yeah. after the game gave a s- slight elbow to Hanson and said, well, m- you know, I've played pretty well at lock the last couple of weeks. Maybe I could cover there during the World Cup. Oh, really? Which was quickly shut down by the coach. <laughs> uh, I thought Reid was fantastic. Never, never put your hand up to play lock. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But num- number eight is such a key position to yeah. lay that mm. platform, if you like, from the start, the link between the backs and the forwards, and Reid just yeah. hit everything that was moving early on. Yeah. And set I think it was up. one of his best games. Yep. Um, Certainly,
2: this year. Recent years, actually. Mm, Um, But and I thought um, Hanson did the right thing in in dropping Owen Franks and uh, bringing in. um, Yeah. Yeah. And who played really, really well. As I mean, as we said before, you know, they're looking for something different from their props now. Mm. And um, I I read a stat over the last couple of weeks where um, our our um, props, especially our tight forwards, their carries and you know that work rate around off the ball. Out of the scrums, etc., has been really, really poor, mm. you know. And um, you just need these days. You need a lot more than just guys being able to anchor anchor scrums. Mm. So I think you know that was. I think that was one of his. I felt sorry for the other two guys that yeah. got dropped, but I thought that um, that la Lala really mm. um, deserved that spot.
0: Yeah, um, Let's hear now, we were talking about the attitude as well uh, from the team at that stage so I wanted to go to Kieran Reid after the Bledders' low win, he had some interesting comments on the lessons of the week, have a listen it's
2: The week, that's probably the biggest lesson for us um, you know, knowing how to prepare ourselves to get into a mental state and a physical state to put a performance like that, so that's the key uh, that us as leaders and, and guys in this team will have to make sure we bottle, I guess and, and use later in the year
0: Mm. And that kind of gives you heart and goes, you know, like you say, you learn more from a loss, don't you? That's was Steve Hanson and Graham Henry's kind of mantra, and that adds to that theory.
1: Aaron Smith made an interesting point, and wasn't he outstanding, on mm. the back of that forward pack? He said last week, every night before he went to sleep, he thought of that loss, that loss entered his mind. He said, not again. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: And that, then, when you go into a World Cup situation, are you still motivated by that? However many weeks later it may be.
2: Well, that's the yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing that you've got to you got to find a way to be able to mm. do it. Like you said, you know, we're gonna we should be able to bottle it and and you know open it. at will, but um, it's the difficult part. You know, it's the it's the mental side of it. They're because, all finals games at the end, though. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. If if um, you can do what Aaron Smith did and go back to you, you know, because man, you, you have you have bad losses and it just. You know it plays with your mind all the time and um, uh, you find yourself in a situation you know you you think back to it and uh, and that's the sort of thing really that you can you can use to motivate yourself and in, in when you really really because I mean let's face it and I'm not saying what did you say Gumbies. but I'm not saying they they've got any of them in there, but there's going to be some games that are mm. that are easier yeah. than others not that that um, that uh, preparation should change, but when you really really need to dig deep. That's where you've got to find, you've got to think about the losses that you've had, the lessons you've learned, you know, and what motivates you. That's kind of where you need to cool. be the whole time.
0: And I wonder now whether that's something that the Wallabies will doing because, you know, there's always a loser, a loser, rather. So let's go now to coach Michael Chekka on how they are going to take that drubbing.
1: Be resilient. Don't let this uh, get you down. Like, yes, you're going to be sad but um, and disappointed, but suck it up and get ready for the next one.
0: Suck it up. That's very Aussie, isn't it? You've got to
1: like Chip. I mean, he has his detractors, <laughs> but um, he's typical Australian in that. Despite getting thumped 36-0, he's looking yeah. for positives and he's ready to move on and take it on yeah. the chin. I
2: think they've been really yeah. good. Yeah. I think they've, they've really improved. You know, they've moved, um, they've moved forward. Uh, that game, obviously, the one where they won everything just worked well for them. But I think it too, it's on the back of, um, you know, Australia's never really had big ball-carrying mm. forwards. You know, we've we've been lucky, you know, forever, basically. We've had, you know, Maori, Polynesian, you know, big white guys that have been able to run. It's just something that we've got. Run, pass, tackle, kick in situations. And we've had that forever. Australia's never had it. They've had the odd one here and there. Mm. But now, you know, you're getting a lot of, especially a lot more Polynesian guys that they're using. And that's, I think it's got to coincide a little bit with that, this rise in the back line as well.
0: Right, thank you. We'll move on now because the World Cup team naming is just around the corner. That squad announcement will be made on Wednesday at midday, broadcast live here at TVNZ and Spark Sport. In advance, we've come up with who we'd consider our certainties versus the debatables for the 31-man squad. Now, this is obviously just our thinking. This does not mean that they are absolutely certainty, but it's an absolute certainty rather. But let's have a look at the forwards. Uh, most of these, I think, fairly straightforward. In this list, we're kind of going with the assumption that Ari Savia will play at six. So Matt Todd is in as the Back up open side. So who can still make it as a possibility there? Now, Artu Molli, this was your suggestion to put in. Good,
1: good ball runner. Yeah. Um, good hands. Um, c- could be a could be a showdown between him and possibly Angus Tavao. But the loose forwards is where it's really it's, happening. Yeah. There's there's probably two more loose forwards that need to go into that list of yours to make up 17, 18. Um, Matt Todd, I think, will be there because they, if, assuming they play this uh, 6 7 8 combo, Matt Todd will be on the bench. Mm. Um, Jackson Hemipo, I like his raw, his raw boneness, if that's mm. a word, um, Versatility. but they've got, they've got a few tough decisions mm. to make.
0: Yeah, who would you be going for, Frank?
1: I don't even know, to be honest. Just put you on the spot.
0: Out
2: of, out of, out of that, <laughs> uh, be interesting to see if Liam Squire makes mm. it um, makes himself ab- available. But via has shown us that um, you know he can operate at that level. Um, it's always it's always where it happens in the loose forwards. Eh? We seem to have so many you know great guys around. Um, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I couldn't even pick one. I'd be happy. Anyone in that
0: like
1: list would um, yeah would serve as the purpose for me. Yeah. Got a, got a, the, go the, the, the other the other factor is you've got to take retalick.
0: Yes. Despite yeah.
1: the fact you yep. probably won't play against the Springboks in game yep. one, no, the draw and the draw is the playing the against the yeah. max here because then you've got those three easy games. Yeah. Um, so they have to think about that as well as an extra man, yeah. if you like.
0: I think whoever mm. kind of clinches that spot, I don't think there'll be any doubt that they deserve it. But there will obviously be a lot of debate around whether someone else deserved it more, whether someone else should be there, as there always will be, of oh, course. Yeah, exactly. um, all right, let's go to the backs then. Again, the certainties are fairly straightforward if we have a look there, barring injury of course. Um, perhaps a question over Ryan Crotty returning from injury into the squad, but I don't know. Surely that'll happen. We'll see. Time to debate, because um, that would leave of course Nani lamapi out in the cold. Um, and a couple of other options there. Joshua at first five. I'm not sure what the selectors are thinking here, Sav. You might have more insight into whether they'll take a third first five. I don't think they will. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't think they can afford to, given uh, Retellick's injury and a few other twists and turns.
0: Geordie hmm. uh, Barrett could, could be the unlucky one here. Because um, of how Braden Enor's going and his ability to cover. Well, both
1: Barrett and Enor could be... Left out, right. Um, but the, yeah, the mid, th- thats a tough call in the midfield, mm. Frank.
0: Mm. Yeah, Frank, you particularly have some good thoughts on this. Yeah.
1: Well, no,
2: I was just thinking—I wouldn't, uh, me personally, I wouldn't take um, Sonny Bill Williams or Ryan Crotty, to be honest. Um, you know, Crotty hasn't played for for a while now. Um, Sonny Bill Williams just coming back here—he had a great game the other night, admittedly. But uh, you know, I'm I'm more for taking Nani Lalapi and um, and Ino probably. But um, I just think that um you know they're they're young guys, they're in form at the moment and I don't think Sonny Bill Williams and Ryan Crotty are gonna win us a World Cup, you know. They're great players that they they are and have yeah. been, but um they're not gonna win us a World Cup. They're not gonna lose us one, but they're not gonna win us one. And you know, I'd I'd be more um more inclined to to take a couple of guys that are just
1: Chomping at the bit. shame, shame there's not another Blederslow because Braden Enoch might have got a run. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. would probably do a George Bridge mm. and stand out yeah, yeah. in a third Blitterslow. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sonny Bill and Ryan Crotty, you know what you're gonna get. And yep. in the past mm. these selectors have been very loyal, so oh, yeah, yeah. they will I'd, still take I Expect him, them to go. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, interesting to see what happens as well just when it comes to the starting fifteen on the wings. Um, on Sunday morning Steve Hansen also talked about what the weekends game had meant for all black selections for this World Cup.
2: Uh, in some ways it makes it easier because some people really put their hand up last night and um, you know, where we had question marks, you no longer have question marks. So, But in other ways, as you say, it, it uh, makes it a bit tougher too.
0: Now, I read that as him talking, Bridge and Reese answering the question, saying they can't yes. stand up yep. under pressure, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Andy yep.
1: Balalala, to a degree. Yes. Even though he's played a f- more, more tests yeah. in the past.
0: Yeah. yeah. So do you... Take that to mean that potentially, when we have this opening match against South Africa, that Reese and Bridge will maintain starting positions there. Will they be given we'll another chance against Tonga first?
1: Uh, Steve Hansen, in that same get together, did intimate that they're going to play pretty much the team that will run out against the Springboks in mm. that Tonga game, which was interesting. Yep. He thinks that by that stage they're not playing provincial rugby; these frontline guys, so they will need some footy. Mm. That's an interesting. Call so Reese and Bridge could well start against the Springboks yep. but then you've got that insurance policy of Ben Smith and Rico Ioane
0: you have exactly, been there, done that yeah. who would you start on the wings? It's good to have options
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I don't know because I, I initially I felt sorry for um, Ben Smith Ben Smith especially um, and then Rico Ioani getting dropped I mean Ben Smith world's best fullback mm. for many a year he's been shunted out to the wing while They've mucked around with this experiment with Moanga and Barrett, and it hasn't really worked, you know. And when you're out on the wing, you're sitting there waiting, mm. basically, for for the ball to come to you, for things to happen. And I just thought it was funny that both Ben Smith and Rico Iwani had, were very, very quiet in mm. the lead-up to it, in the midst of all of this mucking around with the, um, the with the combinations and getting out there. Yeah. It? So you know, you don't lose class, and you don't lose your ability. So, and these two have. But, you know, Rico Ioane, mm. when he was playing, was probably up there with the, one of the best wingers in the world. You can't lose that in in the space of a month or so. So I think it's it's got something to do with the tinkering they they did in the back line. So I felt especially sorry for those two. But in saying that, George Bridge and Sebu Reese, man, they took their opportunities. Yeah. Hey, it's, yeah. it's, it, it is the, yeah. it's the, it's I mean, the way it's the ball bounces. Hey? You just... It's not, it's not their fault you, I got picked I went out there and I did my job
1: so yeah. and other teams would love to have <coughs> exactly. these sorts mm-hmm. of, it's of a, I was going to say it's a yeah. great problem yeah. to
0: have yeah. Yeah. unfortunate for whoever kind of gets left out but great problem from an All Blacks fans perspective yeah. and presumably yeah, yeah. from a selector's perspective to have um, alright let's go now to the topic of second tier international rugby teams this has been a huge story on our website One News Now after TVNZ's breakfast host John Campbell went to Samoa he was allowed pretty amazing access uh, to the team showing just how much the odds can be stacked against sides, particularly Pacific nations. Uh, best players have to go elsewhere, basically, to get paid. Often, European clubs don't want them to play for their countries. And eligibility rules largely restrict players from representing more than one nation after their test debut, which can leave some in international exile. Charles Pietau comes to mind most immediately. Here's um, one of recent examples. Uh, as a recent, rather example of those, I really wanted to get your take on this, Frank. In terms of you, you said you've seen the story, what did you think about it? Uh,
2: nothing new, to be honest. Yeah. You know, that's been. It's not as if John Campbell went over there and uncovered something that people didn't know all about. it has been going on for forever. And uh, you know, when I played for Samoa in the World Cup, we had the fundraise. We went out, and, you know. Picking the barrow, Pick and you know, and push them around all, the, all over the show, and and they did the same thing. Well, I don't think it was a telethon, but people donated money, and you know, the the, the country did what they could. The people of the country. So um, it's nothing new. The fact now that um, you know it's professional, and there's a lot more money to be to mm. be made and missed out on, I think is the um, is the point. And what you, they were saying about the um, uh, the club teams that we're putting pressure on some of the players not to, you know, not to represent their countries in international. That's been going on for a fair while. Mm. But I think, you know, I, I think mostly it happens in France yet more than any other country. I don't think the, um, you know, the English, may, the odd team maybe, but the Japanese, the English, the, oh. the likes of that aren't that unscrupulous. You know, the French can be pretty sort of um, cutthroat, I guess. Mm. But um, you know it's a it's a sad situation, and when you look around the world, the number of Pacific Islanders that are in every single, um, Father the Springboks, I think I read somewhere, maybe um, every they, single they international, the international team. game. Up, yeah,
1: they do, but yeah, yeah. yeah. use the term "prop" yeah. literally. Um, <laughs> exactly. Look, I I remember back to '99, and Frank remember this. I think was it Fiji almost beat France, and and the, the world would have slipped into the ocean. And I thought mm. from then, I thought, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. Pacific Island rugby has come of age, apart from 91 with you guys. Um, but then it just seems to have yeah. gone yeah. completely backwards. Yeah. World, the problem is world rugby. The, the home unions do not want, I think, being cynic, mm. do not yeah. want strong Pacific Island teams because at full strength, with backing, with funding, with the clubs releasing the best players, they will beat... England, Scotland Ireland, mm. and Wales. Mm. Yeah, That's what yeah. they don't want to happen. And
0: I think Steve Chu alluded to that as well in yeah, that story yeah. that John had, kind of saying look, we've tried to make changes and push for changes to loosen up the eligibility laws for example, mm. the Six Nations don't want it.
2: As you said, um, it leaves a lot of players in exile after one test or mm. one something or two te- you know. And you're, a, what do you do, you're a 26, 27 year old guy, you've had um, one or two tests, and then what do you do for the rest of your rugby playing career? Nothing. Say,
1: wouldn't World Rugby want a strong World Cup? Just going into Japan, say so if yeah. Peter Tau was playing for Tonga and you could list hundred, well, tens of other players <laughs> yep. that should be playing, it would make a fantastic World yeah. Cup because you wouldn't yep. know the results beforehand.
0: Unfortunately, that is all we have time for. Thank you so much, guys, for being um, with us. Thank you for joining us as well. We will, of course, be back next week. Exciting one next week with the Rugby World Cup squad naming. See you then.